Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach to live life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so more amazing people just like you can find us. This is episode number nine with Marley Anzel. And when I heard Marley's story, I was blown away. And I tell you guys, this does not happen often because as a person who has traveled to over 70 countries, I have heard a lot of unique and mind-blowing stories. But Marley took the whole situation to the next level. She started van lifing with her partner every other week. Now, her partner has two kids, so every other week they fly back home to live a normal, settled family life to raise the two kids. And during the weeks where they don't have the kids, they fly where the van is parked and travel around the US. How freaking mind-blowing is this? If you ever thought that you can't do something or that something is too complicated, Marley will blow your mind. I am not kidding. I was blown away by all of her personality, by her being, by her vibe. And do you know when you think, who is this person? Well, Marley is one of these people where you literally think, who is this magical being? And I am so happy and so excited for you to listen to this episode. Honestly, it's one of my favorite episodes and you are going to love this. So let me introduce the beautiful Marley Anzel. Marley is a master mindset coach and spiritual teacher. She began her business in 2018 after studying and applying personal development, universal law, and energy work in her own life. Since, she has grown her business to multiple six figures, helping women become powerful leaders and step into their life of purpose. Recently, her fiancé and she decided to embark on a US cross-country trip in their recently purchased camper van while running the business full-time together. This episode, you guys, is well worth your time. This episode has so many golden nuggets and this episode is next level. So here you go. Enjoy. Welcome, Marley Anzel. I am so grateful that you're here. know what it is that you want to at least feel in your life and then just be open to the miracle occurring because i never in a million years would have dreamed to be here i never would have dreamt up robert i never would have dreamt up having two little girls that i just vibe with i never would have dreamt up like the house that we now live in you know like or going to bali or traveling the country every other week i never my mind could not have come up with that but i knew that i wanted freedom and an ever evolving level of love in my life. Like that was what I knew I wanted, like ultimate freedom and like constantly another level of love, another level of fulfillment, another level of happiness, like that constant growth and expansion. And that is what has been created, but in a way that I could have never planned, you know? Which is freaking amazing. So how did you get from getting engaged to Robert and having a business because I assume you had your business before Mm -hmm. you met Robert right yeah Um, 
to like live in like all together and start traveling and then deciding okay we're just like gonna fly across the country every other week because we're gonna make it work no matter what it is pretty wild when you say it out loud right (laughs) (laughs) so okay i started my business at the end of 2018 I created success pretty quickly. Um, By March of 2019, I had left my corporate job and I had had my first $30,000 a month. So it was like this explosion of life. And and it wasn't like an overnight success. It's happened seemingly overnight, but I had spent a decade or more learning these principles, applying them to my life, studying spirituality, universal law, energy, like all of that. And it was the culmination then just went, right? (laughs) And so I had success really quickly. And then I met Robert a month later. So I had my first five-figure month. And then I met Robert in April. And yeah, he and I, I won't go too deep into our story, but it was like the moment that we saw each other, there was just this, what I remember feeling was like when you, it takes your breath where you're just like, (gasps) and I just like saw him and it was like this instant knowing and this confusion at the same time, because I don't actually know this human, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, and I remember I just kept looking at him like, who is this? You know, I was just mind blown by it. So I really, and he felt the same thing. And the whole night on our first date, I was shaking like my whole, not, I wasn't nervous. It was like, it was like his energy, like activated something in me. Like it was just, I couldn't stop shaking. And I was like trying to drink my wine and I was like, be cool, Marley. Don't spill on yourself. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. We'll come to find out the next day. So we had our first date and then the next day he messages me he's like, do you want to go get lunch? You know? And so I was working um, at home, obviously working my business. So I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I wanted, I was like, you can just come over for coffee and uh, come to find out he, the exact same thing was happening to him. He was shaking all night too. And so that was kind of the moment where we just knew like something's different, you know? <laughs> so we grew from there, but I was going out of town. So I left almost immediately. Um, in May. So we met at the end of April and then I had a trip booked in May to go to San Diego and New York. So I was gone for like two weeks and that was like our first experience of quote separation, (laughs) which was like, yeah, it was painful, which is so unique as well. Cause I was always one of those people who I just super independent, you know, I was like, you go do your thing. I'll do my thing. We'll meet up when we meet up. No big deal. Right. And being separate was almost painful, which was surprising. So then I come home and when I come home from that trip, that's when he's, he's like, will you be my girlfriend? (laughs) Yeah. How cute. So it happened like super quickly. So quickly. Everything is quickly, but it didn't feel quickly. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you timeline it on like what is proper of, of the, how a relationship should unfold, it it's very quick, but the way that it felt was super organic and just, this is just the natural next step and it feels really good. So that happened. And then July I left for Thailand and Bali and I was gone for like a month. So that was a whole experience. I mean, that was a whole thing in itself of just like, that was my first international trip ever 
which was mind blowing that my first international trip was Southeast Asia, not like Europe. (laughs) And um, when I came home from that trip was when we went to lunch together and uh, I knew he wanted to move out of the apartment that he was in and his, both of our leases were up in the exact same month. Synchronistically, right? <laughs> yeah. That's not possible. <laughs> I know. Well, and I remember him asking me, he was like, because we had so many of those kind of occurrences, like just these weird, like coincidence, synchronistic things. And uh, I remember one night him asking me, saying like, just for synchronistic sake, when is your lease up? <laughs> and I was like, October. And he was like, uh-huh, okay. so when I came back from um Bali he hadn't started looking for an apartment yet and I was like you need to do this if you're gonna move out of that place I was like why have you not started this process and he was like a little boy and he was like because I want to be with you (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I don't know if you would And that was literally like the moment we decided to move in together. So then the next wow. few months, you know, we're looking for places and all of that. And, um, and it was, it was really quite easy. And then we end up finding the place that we have now, which we, um, have named the magic house because everything's about magic in our house and energy and crystals and all of that. So we're raising the girls in the magic house. So they, they know all of these things. And, um, his oldest, um, the eight-year-old, my mom introduced her to Reiki and chakras, and she has just like latched onto it. So now we have a Reiki teacher for her. She's learning Reiki, and she's all about energy, and wow. it's, it's really cool to watch. Um, oh, but so at this point, Robert was still working in his corporate job, and uh, the corporate job did not jive. <laughs> with me (laughs) didn't work with the magic house it it didn't work with the magic house I would give him so much grief for leaving me every day for eight hours I was like you've just left me again (laughs) being very funny but also I was like this just not this just isn't what it's supposed to be you know like I understand life journey and everything and where it where it is right now is part of where we need to be but i could feel that this doesn't fit it doesn't fit that he goes to a corporate job every day it's just this is not what's supposed to be and of course we'd had like some conversations around it you know but i'm a big believer in allowing things to organically evolve and not like force them into place you know like i didn't force my corporate job out of my life. It was a very like organic switch over. It wasn't painful. It was very easy. I wasn't scared, all of those things. And I think that that's always the best route and you always have that option. So I wasn't feeling the need to be like, you need to quit your job right now. I had this like knowing and understanding that it would come as it needed to come and it would happen as it needed to happen. And so um, COVID happens, right? <laughs> And, oh, but even before that, we were discussing, you know, him eventually leaving his job and uh, he ended up getting promoted. Uh-huh. And so the way he tells the story is I was trying to, I was thinking about planning an exit and I ended up going deeper in mm-hmm. because when we moved in together, we did, I, oh, I would so recommend 
anybody and everybody doing this, especially as a couple. We did what we called a five-year plan, but it's not a five-year plan. It was like we brain dumped every amazing experience, everything we wanted to do, everything we wanted to be, anything we wanted to have. Like we just like brain dumped everything out on a piece of paper and said like, okay, now let's timeline it. And you just put like all these amazing things that you want to experience in life on like a five-year timeline. And the way that I do it is your brain can kind of see year one, year two, year three. After that, it's kind of a big blob. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So timeline, you know, what you think could be in the next year, what you think could be in two years in three years. And then it's like five and beyond. So we had done that and he surprised me with this, but he put leave my corporate job by October, 2020. And I was like, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> so we just put it on the map and it's not you don't then sit there and try to um, how your way there. You don't try to figure out the to-dos to get there. It's just there. And so then what's the next step in, in life that is towards these goals? So you don't try to make it map out the whole thing. It's just, here's where I'm going. What would be the first step after that? And that's it, right? No pressure, no overwhelming heavy. So we had done that. And completely forgotten about it at the same time. It's like on a whiteboard in my office, but we're not looking at it all the time, right? So then COVID hits, which brings him home. So he's not leaving every day. So I'm pretty happy you know, that he's just here. He's at home, you know? And um, he's doing that, like working from home, working the home office for a while. And then all of a sudden, his company sends out an email saying that they're offering voluntary severance to the top 300 executives. And because he had gotten the promotion, he was now on that list, which is just, he thought by getting promoted, he was going deeper in, but it was actually the fastest route to leaving. Wow. Isn't that just amazing? <laughs> this is crazy how it just like perfectly fit together. It just like worked out like magically. Perfectly. Yes. Yes. And this is that like trusting the way of the universe, you know, because the way that things are going may not always look like it's bringing you to where you want to go, but it always is like, so hands off, let it be what it's going to be, you know? So he got offered it and it was an enhanced severance. So the second he gets the email, he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's happening. You know? <laughs> and what's so wild about it, and it, this is a whole other story in itself, so we won't go all the way into it. That's exactly what happened to me leaving my corporate job. Wow. Is I got offered enhanced severance. And I've told the story so many times to him and to, you know, in my group programs and all of that. So he knew the story really well. And then here he was, the exact same scenario happening to him, you know, it was just wow. magic. So we sit down and, you know, cause he's freaking out and he's like, you freak out when you know, you know, it's like, if it wasn't an option, it would be a very calm moment of like, no, I'm not taking that. But when the path pre presents itself and you know that this is the path and it's the path straight into the unknown the whole body freaks out, you know, and you're just like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I know this is it. And I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I like, I got a, a notebook and a paper and or a paper and a pen. And I was like, go. And I said, just tell me every single fear you have. 
And so we just wrote out everything that was running through his mind. And one by one, we looked at them and we broke it down and we shifted the perspective and we understood what it was. And, and it, you know, cause he's a dad. So he's like, what if I can't provide for my girls, you know, and, and mm -hmm. all the whole nine that every parent especially would think about. And it, you know, what it came down to was it's far more important to be the example of leading yourself and chasing your dreams than it is to stay inside a safety box and say, okay, well I can provide, you know, it's like, that's not living. Mm -hmm. And so took the leap and he, we had just bought the camper van and <clears throat> planned our first trip, which was like a trial trip out to um, the Outer Banks here mm -hmm. in North Carolina. And so we had planned that trip. And on the day that we were leaving for the trip was the day he had the conversation with his boss saying, I'm going to take the severance. So it was like this really big like <sighs> moment. Wow. And so we took our trip and, and it was fun. Like it was, it, you know, the Outer Banks are only four or five hours from here. So it was a good like trial, you know, feel everything out. And the plan was from there to start the international travel. So we had had this idea of, we want to start the YouTube channel. We want to start documenting. And our thought was to travel, travel all over the world and commune with like spiritual, spiritual leaders and immerse into cultures and just document and understand like different spiritualities of the world. And so that was our plan. And we had all of these trips booked, which I booked before he left the job. I was like, can I book these? Yeah, it's fine, right? <laughs> you know? It will work itself out. <laughs> yeah, like I had no idea how it was going to work, but like it'll work. And it did. <laughs> but we booked them at a time when you could travel there. And then all of a sudden countries are shutting down. You can't come here, you know, all of the whole nine. And so we had to cancel all of our abroad trips one by one. And so then it was like this moment of, wouldn't it be cool if we could like take the camper van and go across the country? You know, it was a more of a just like theoretical idea before it actually became anything. And, you know, obviously there were things to work out because we have, we have the children every other week. So it's like, well, we can't fly them to us you know, with COVID, they're six and eight, they can't travel by themselves yet, you know? <laughs> and so we were really holding on to the idea of there's always a perfect way. There's mm -hmm. like, if this is my desire, there's always a way to do it that works out for everyone. And so it went very quickly from an idea to, no, I think we're going to do this, you know, like the decision flip before we even had the details worked out. And Robert had bought, he's obsessed with maps, which is perfect because I could not give you a direction to save my life. <laughs> I literally, I got us lost going to my parents' house. And he was like, how do you do this? I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was just, I was on my computer and then I looked up and I had no idea where we were. I was like, where are we? <laughs> so, so it's good that he's a great navigator but he had bought this huge atlas and he was mapping out the whole thing, you know, of just like the, the basic idea of where we would go and what we would do. And it was very quickly becoming a reality, which is the way that you create anything, right? You just start adding more energy into it. You start planning for it more and more and more and more. And then before you know it, you're living it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so there was one night at dinner when it was just me and him 
And he just had this light bulb moment. He was like, wait, we can just park the camper and we'll fly back. We don't have to fly them to us. We will fly back and be with the kids for a week. And then we'll go back and continue to drive for a week. And it was just this moment of, oh my gosh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> and flights, because of COVID, were so insignificantly cheap. Like it was just like kind of mind blowing how, how far you could fly for basically nothing. And so it just worked. It just, it just worked. So we booked the first flight out of Minneapolis. So we were driving from North Carolina to Minneapolis in one week. And that was too much driving for one week. <laughs> it ended up being, I got very overwhelmed. Like all of a sudden it was just like, I, I feel like I'm trapped in this van. I can't do this. You know, it was this moment of, um, we need to, to realign how we do this because it, the way that I, we were viewing the trip was it's about the experience. It's more, it's like this huge metaphor for the journey. We weren't getting anywhere. We had no idea when we were going to complete it. it. There was no end point in mind. It was like, let's just go do it. Let's experience. And so buying the flight ahead of time where we had to get there created this urgency feeling and it was terrible. I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. You know? mm -hmm. So we had a few moments on that first leg of the trip where we realigned, you know, we understood that the entire trip was going to be about stepping into the unknown. You know, we had no idea what the exact route was going to be, what we were going to experience, what the van was going to do, what the weather was going to be like, you know, mind you, we're going West, Northwest at that in the middle of winter, basically. You know, <laughs> And so it was this big decision of, fully stepping into the unknown, right? And then, you know, on top of all of this, Robert has just quit his corporate job and come into my business full time. So he's trying to like figure out his place in everything that I do and we're working all of that out, trying to figure out that foundation while also initiating this soul travel is what we called it, the soul travel uh, leg of the business too. So we're him coming into the business and then also adding a leg to the business <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. And so it was just, it was this crazy, it was chaotic, but also like perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, we get to Minneapolis. And so then we, we just, we realigned, we had a moment on the way at Wrigley field in Chicago <laughs> parks next to Wrigley field. We were like, okay future legs of the trip, we need to cut the distance in half because the whole point is to see the world, that we see the land that's all around us. And so from that moment on, it shifted the way that we did things. We didn't buy the flight ahead of time and we allowed ourselves to just flow with what was. Mm -hmm. And there were so many different instances where our original plan was to go this way. Oh, but now there's eight inches of snow there. So we've got to go this way. <laughs> And every leg of the trip, <clears throat> meanwhile, I'm still running the business, you know? So half the time we have internet, half the time we don't have internet. So I'm experiencing this up level of emotions within me of releasing control around my business. And every single, every single week had like this theme, 
like it was like this themed lesson that the universe was delivering to me of of what I needed to get at this moment in time for the business, you know. And so we've seen some of the most gorgeous lands in doing this, all while, you know, experiencing just the expansion of stepping into the unknown over and over and over and over again while running a coaching business, doing Zoom calls in the back of the camper. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's in our original plan. So we went through South Dakota, through Wyoming. Um, We saw the Badlands in South Dakota, which was incredible. We stayed in the Black Hills. Um, Through Wyoming, we went and saw Devil's Tower. Have you ever seen Uh, that? I've heard of Uh, it. Oh my gosh. It's It's like you're staring at it and you're like, how is this a real thing right now? It was incredible. Um, and our plan was to go to Jackson because his family used to go to Jackson all the time and they loved it. But as soon as we planned to go to Jackson, they got like dumped on with snow, like literally like eight feet of snow. And so we're like, well, I don't think that's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So that's when we started, we diverted and went to Utah. Like we were going to go up and then we diverted to go to Utah turns out it was a really good decision because then COVID reared up again and uh, California completely shut down and Washington and Oregon both had advisories, like non-travel advisories. So we didn't want to be like an out-of-state camper driving through these states, you know, it's like we want to be respectful to what is. So we ended up going down into Utah. Turns out Utah is amazing. Like I have no idea. Have you been? Yeah, we did a road trip like all the way. And it's like, wow, like there's so much to see. Yeah, I had no idea. And the the vibe of it just feels good. It's like such an adventure state. You know, it's like this beautiful landscape. There's so much spirituality to it. And it's people there just want to like feel free. It's just this very like freedom adventure feeling there. So we're driving through that. And we stayed in Moab one night. And we're sitting there like, it's expanding our minds for what becomes possible for our lives. So now all of a sudden we're like, we should like have a vacation home here. You know, like that should go on our list of like having a place like out here that's kind of off grid, but we can like do all of these like fun adventure things and be in this vibe, you know? So the travel is then, I always believe that travel like expands you, but it's starting to expand our minds of what could be possible in life. And so we're driving through there and then we ended up, um, flying out of Vegas because the camper needed these, like a couple of minor repairs. And then also, um, like an oil change and like mm-hmm. all of the, the normal, whatever stuff. So Robert found a place that would be willing to do all of the work, um, and keep it because we would be flying home basically for the holidays. So we would need to leave the camper where it was for a month. And so we were like, I don't really know how that's going to work out. <laughs> Again, the unknown, and there's always a perfect way. And so we found this place that was willing to do the, the repairs and then also keep it. So as of right now, the camper is in Vegas, and we're flying back to Vegas on Sunday, this Sunday, January 3rd, to go get it. That's and from there, exciting. I know, we really don't know. I think we're going to go more south. And then our thought is to start making our way back. And then once COVID settles a little bit, 
will come, will start over, but instead of going up, we'll go down and go, because Robert wants to go to New Orleans. He's never been to New Orleans, but it would be kind of pointless to do it right now because yeah. you don't get the full effect of it, you know? But to go back through the Southern route and then do um, like Sedona in Arizona and drive up the California coastline and then go Oregon and Washington. And our thought is by that time, it should be warmer in the North. So then we can do all the things that we missed beforehand that sounds so perfect and so much fun so my question is where do you always leave the camper van like you need to have usually at the airport oh okay so you just pay for parking yeah perfect yeah they have like long-term parking it's usually like 70 100 dollars, something like that for the whole week that's so cool so did you when you started your business did you think about you know, making enough money so you can go travel and like just live that abundant lifestyle. Because I imagine most people that are listening are like, well, how is she spending all this money? You yeah. know, like you need to have like the good business foundation. If you have a normal job, there's no way you can do that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there it, might be, but it's more difficult, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Travel was always my motivation. Honestly, like it was, you know, I never, I never knew if I wanted to get married. I never knew if I wanted to have kids, but I knew I wanted to travel. And that was always like, when I was in the corporate job, my, my brain could not comprehend that I had to stay in between these four walls. Like, what do you mean? I have to be here. Like I'm a grown adult. I should be able to do what I want to do. <laughs> you know? And so that freedom essentially, right. Freedom was always the motivation, freedom of time, freedom of money. And that, that means, you know, a creating something that creates an, an open door for limitless wealth. So if I'm creating something where more is always coming in, then I can live and create the life that I've always wanted to create, that I've always wanted to experience. So the way that I view money and especially things like this, like where you're, you're putting a significant amount of money more than what the average person would call logical or you know mm -hmm. what what you think you should be doing you're putting it into this i don't view it as that money is leaving my bank account and never coming back i view it as it is going out and it's creating the life that i've always desired to create which is what the whole point of money is anyway it's not the point of money is not to hoard it in your bank account the point of money is to support the life that you want to live you know and so i see it as going out and it's circulating it's creating more in this world and then it's coming back in. Now I have a business that opens that door for it to come back in, you know, so I'm not, not working and then just relying on universal abundance, you know, I'm creating, you know, taking the action and creating an opportunity for that money to be circulating all the time. But it's the reason that I created the business in the first place. You know, I always say like you, you have to have a selfish why and a service why. When you're born as, <clears throat> feeling that pull that you want to serve humanity in some way, you're naturally service-based. You're, you're, you're going to show up and do something to help people no matter what. The work ends up coming into making sure that you're, you yourself are nourished because the, it can create that imbalance, right? Where you put yourself last and then you don't have anything to give because you're just serving, serving, serving. Mm -hmm. So the service is natural. So how do I create a service that also serves me? And so in creating the business, I was able to take all of the things that I would be 
teaching and preaching about anyway and put it into a business that's really going to help and serve other people. So in doing that, I'm creating a life where I then can do the things that feed my soul and the things that feed my soul end up feeding the business, you know, because I'm going on these trips and I'm having these expansive revelations and, you know, there's new experiences of life and that's feeding who I am and allowing me to have more to give out. So it creates what I, I call this like selfish service Y infinity symbol where one is feeding the other, feeding the other, feeding the other. And that's essentially what limitless wealth is, right? So anything that I put out into the world is amplified by the universe and it's coming right back into me. And the more that I'm putting out and the more that I'm allowing to come back into me is just creating this constant feed. And I think it's hard to see that when you live in more of like a 3D version of money. Absolutely. You see money as this very like physical thing. If like it leaves my hand, it's gone, that's it. Mm -hmm. But when you start to unlock these understandings of money is just a physical manifestation of abundance energy and abundance energy is all that there is, then all I need to do is create a doorway for me to put energy out into the world and a doorway for me to receive it back in. And so then how am I doing that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was just, it was always spending money on travel and experience was always the reason I wanted more money. So it feels good to me, you know, and we don't put ourselves in a position where we can't, you know, feed the children or like, you know, we're not like, we're not spending so much that we can't support ourselves, but mm -hmm. it's, I think that there's a different level. It's like when you start thinking about life from the perspective of what do I desire to experience and create, you elevate past the energy of need. And so it's like, well, need is naturally taken care of. If I'm, if I'm focusing on creating enough money that I can do this, then there's food on the table. The, the bills are paid, right? We're not like trading one for the other. It's we're creating enough for all. And it's, it's not a matter of just like, oh, you're just, I don't even know. I don't even know what the mentality would be because we created, you know, I created a business in order to do this, you know, it wasn't like, like I grew up with a single mom. I wasn't given the funds, you know, but my motivation was to create more so that I could be more so that I could do more so that I could have more. Everything was just more and more and more so that we can create this like good energy ripple that goes out, you know, the more people that I can help, the more that they can do for other people. And then we all just get to have these amazing, beautiful lives. Like one doesn't have to take away from the other, you know? Absolutely. That's so beautiful. So if someone asks you how, like if someone wants to like really go out and travel and do like something similar that you're doing and they're yeah. just like, well, I, I don't see how this is possible for me. Or I'm like, I'm like so scared. There's so many like unknown factors in there, right? Because you literally don't even know where you're going to be next week, probably. <laughs> like where you're going to go, all things are like, ah, it's like full-time traveling. Like what is next? What yeah. would you suggest to them to live a life on purpose and still follow their dreams despite the mm -hmm. fear, despite the unknown? Yeah. Well, I have a motto that the unknown always creates more expansion and more abundance. 
which it does, right? Like the, the unknown is the only place that you're going to create a life different from your past. And so it is scary and it is uncomfortable. And I think you just have to get familiar with the feelings that are going to occur every single time, just because you're human, you know? So anytime that you step into the unknown, you're going to feel some fear. You're going to feel some, like, I want to retreat back in, into what I do know, because that's safer. Right. But that's the, the default like reptilian brain that they talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. it's survival. And so if I can understand that the the feelings of survival are always going to be there because they're natural, but then I can shift what I lead with into my soul and desire and the whole reason I feel this pull to begin with. And I can trust that I'm never going to create anything I can't handle. You know, like we're always creating our own reality. You're never going to be even able to create something that you can't handle. You know, you've made it through 100% of the situations in your life, right? That's right. And so it's, it's this trust relationship that you begin to build with yourself. And I think for me, because travel just has been just like a, speaks to my soul so much, I have an easier time surrendering with travel than I do with anything else. I assume that it's all going to work out. You know, like I'm the type of person where if I'm late for a flight and I miss it, it's like, oh, whatever, we'll figure it out. You know, like it's, I don't freak out about, yeah, I don't freak out about travel. Now I'm trying to learn to apply that to other areas of my life because I do have these, like, I want to control things, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you have to make your dreams and your life more important than your fears, you know, because it's like, Fear is going to be there. It is a natural human response. You're never going to get out of fear. And you just got to be okay with that. You got to know that fear only shows up when you're doing something totally new. So in fact, it's a good thing if fear is there because it means that you're changing your life. You're doing something different. You're expanding beyond the walls of where you lived before. And so if you have a desire to travel the world, I think the first step is to make the decision that it's possible. You don't have to know exactly how it's going to come about. You don't have to know every detail of working it out. And if you're someone who feels like you need to know every detail and then you go on this adventure journey, you'll learn very quickly how you can't plan for everything. And so trying to like have that certainty and control is just going to blow up in your face because you just literally can't plan for it. You have no idea what's going to happen. But it's the knowing that in a perfect universe, nothing is ever out of place. We're always supported. Anything that you create, you can handle and it'll work out. You know, it'll work out one way or the other. We just have to be unafraid of what could be and then create that trust relationship with yourself that you're going to figure it out no matter what. Like that's where true certainty comes from is within. You try to rely on your external environment for certainty, you're going to be on a roller coaster ride all the time, you know. True certainty comes from I know that no matter what, I got me and I can figure it out. Like that's that's the only true certainty you can have in life. So yeah. you just have to be there. And I always feel the adventures in the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. You're allowed to like have an adventure and you have like everything like planned out in detail. Exactly. It's not going to be as adventurous anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, you wow. just get comfortable with that. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who is having a solid, nice, stable business and who mm-hmm. now wants to take them, take the business on the road with them? 
because you know so many fears come up for people like uh well I have my desk I have my office I have yeah. all the things I have uh, yeah. how do I now put this and live my life and travel and still have time and space for the business and the and, yeah. and the focus and all the things yeah I think so I experienced a little bit of this because it was like I was getting overwhelmed with when are we going to like, I need to, I don't have internet, you know, all of those things. And, um, what I've learned from it is your energy, your energy input and your intention in your business matters more than the to-do list that you have to do. Right. So you being present with it and feeding it with just who you are on a daily basis matters more than executing the website perfectly or, you know, something like that. So the thing that I experienced with it, and I think what created that sort of overwhelming panic feeling in the beginning was I wasn't feeding, I wasn't feeding energy into the business. I was sort of making the excuse that if I'm not at home, I can't do it properly. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had kind of confined myself into this box and here we were having these amazing adventurous experiences and I caught my mind always going back to, but I need to, but I need to, but I need to, and not allowing myself to be fully in the present moment. When the present moment is what's going to feed anything that you're doing anyway, right? There's nothing but what's in this present moment. So if you, if you've got the study business, and you're wanting to like kind of blow up your whole life a little bit and take it on the road, <laughs> I would say you have to have like everything having a time and a place, you know? So what we started to do was, okay, the first two hours of the morning, we'll sit and we'll like coffee meditation and then do the things that need to be done for the business for the day. So then it allows your mind to be present for the rest of the day. Because if you have all these like undone things, then you can't be present in the present moment, right? So having it allocated, this is for this, this is for this. And then whenever I needed to do, um, if I had like a big, like we were launching on one of the, the, the weeks, like doing an entire program launch. And I had this moment where I was like, Robert, like this is too much to like do the launch and be on the road constantly. So what we, he, he did, cause he saw me and my leg, like, cause entrepreneurship is a ride emotionally, you know, and he saw me just like, uh-huh, I need help. <laughs> so he, um, booked this amazing hotel room for us. So then we like stayed in this really like nice hotel setting and together knocked out the work that needed to be done for the launch. Right. So I think it's prioritization because you can't, you can't just take all of your energy out of your business and expect it to thrive. But you also don't need to be doing a to-do list a mile long every single day for it to thrive. So there's this beautiful, like in the middle balance. And I know for me, 2020 has been a huge year of healing. Just like, it's like it brought up all of the stuff that was hidden that needed to come out around like scarcity or lack or good enough. Like all of that stuff was coming out this year. And there was part of me during the year that thought I should be able to run my business, not being involved in it. It was like my brain took it to the extreme, you know, cause you see, you see some of like the bigger people in the industry and some of them seem like they're not involved at all in there. And so 
my brain had created this thought that I'm doing too much in my business. But that wasn't the case at all. It wasn't about I'm doing too much in the business. It was about doing it in a way that feels really good and balanced, right? So being in it all the time and you're the one doing everything isn't sustainable and it doesn't feel good. Pulling yourself completely out where your energy is not in it at all is going to create a business that flatlines, <laughs> you know? And so there's this in the middle of, of understanding. And I think business is an evolution always. It's always going to be going to a new level. There's always going to be a more efficient way to do things in a way that feels really good. So in 2020, I had switched over. So in 2019, a lot of my business was very face-to-face. -face. It was like one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls, Zoom calls in all of my programs. It was like a lot of still trading time for money. 2020, I shifted the pendulum to the other side where I created a lot of self-paced things and I started pulling myself out, which was a good thing. It needed to happen for me to create the foundation where I could build a business that doesn't require me, require me having FaceTime all the time in order for it to do what it needs to do. So I had taken it to the other extreme though, where I had pulled myself almost completely out. And so I noticed that my energy had dropped. I wasn't feeling good. Like I wasn't feeling connected to my business. I wasn't feeling connected to my people. And it took me a little while to make the connection in my brain that I love and thrive on connecting with my community, right? And so I had pulled myself out kind of based on a should rather than really connecting to what made me happy in my business. And it wasn't that, you know, it needed to happen because I was too all the way, you know, face to face trading time for money, didn't have time to actually live a life, you know? And so it needed to happen. But then what I found over time this year was there's this beautiful in the middle, you know, where it's like, I'm putting the energy that feels really good to me in my business. I'm connecting with my people and I can live the life, which is the whole reason I created the begin the business to begin with. Right. And so I think that there's, there's a balance and I think you have to give yourself grace because it's going to take you a little while to find that balance. You know, everybody's different with what feels good to you. For some people, it might feel really good to have nothing but self-paced courses and never speak to their people. That didn't feel good to me, mm -hmm. you know? So wherever you feel the best is where your business is going to thrive. So if you want your business to grow, that's going to require you to have energy in it and, and constantly evolving that level of what that looks like. It doesn't mean you put more of yourself into it. It means that you put more intentionality into it. So if I'm traveling half the time, intention becomes really important, you know, and having a bit of structure so that you can do all the things that you need to do without feeling overwhelmed, without feeling like, oh my God, there's so much to do and I can't be present in this moment and allow your business to still thrive, you know? That's so beautifully said. Absolutely. Thank you. I, I, I just like love listening to you. It's just like, <laughs> it's like whole beautiful, like synchronicity and everything is just like working out beautifully. And it's just yeah. like so inspiring and I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. <laughs> Honestly, it's going to be amazing. And one last question that I always ask is what does living life fully mean to you? I think it means honoring yourself in every moment. <laughs> You know, I think it's easy to 
get caught up in what you think you should do and listening to other people's opinions over your own heart. And I think that your path of fulfillment is always going to come from you, your, your soul and allowing that to lead you. So like, don't do something if it doesn't feel like it's in alignment and it's okay to say no, it's okay to honor who you are and where you are, even if it's not what someone else wants you to do. You know, Robert and I always talk about that, like me doing things for my highest good is the highest good for everyone. That's Always. Right. And, and every individual, if every individual thought that way, we would be in a totally different world, mm -hmm. right? Because when I start sacrificing me, I'm sacrificing my power. I'm sacrificing my influence. I'm sacrificing my soul in order to fill, fulfill this story that says your needs matter more than my needs. And it's not that your needs don't matter, but if I'm sacrificing myself, it's not helping anybody. That's right. So true. I think just honor yourself in every moment. Like ask yourself, what do I desire right now? <laughs> I love this. This is so good. So tell us where can people find you if they wanted to find out more about you, if they want to join maybe one of your courses, what are like, what are all the things? Yeah. So, um, I don't have my website up currently. So that's been like an ongoing thing that eventually will come to Nobody me. Needs it. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm just like, ah, is it really necessary? I don't know. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name at Marley Ansel. Um, all the programs that I launch launches through social media. So that's a great place to start. Um, and then on Facebook, it's Marley Ansel, or you can join my free group is called FemRise. So we do daily lives in there often and um, a lot of free masterclasses too. So it's very good. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you. I loved hearing your story. And honestly, I can't wait to see where the rest of your journey leads you to. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much, Marley. Thank you. This was so fun. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you so much.